Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 19. Hear these words of scripture. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the youngest son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our lives are, are full of rhythms of separation and togetherness, of exile and return. And in fact, experiences of separation are as old as the ancient stories of the Israelites' exile in Babylon and Adam and Eve being banished from the Garden of Eden. Even on our most normal of days, our lives are this rhythm of coming together and going apart, of opening prayers and clo closing songs. This past year has been a profound example of that. We've experienced this ancient pattern, endured a prolonged time apart before joyfully gathering together again physically this past May. In many ways, it felt like we were in exile, not just in the church, but in our daily lives. And then finally, we were able to return home to begin to find this new normal that we were being called into. Now, sometimes, like with COVID, exile, it happens to us. And then other times, we choose our own exile, like the lost son in today's story that George read for us from the Gospel of Luke. The beginning of chapter 15 shares why Jesus is telling this story, and I think it's quite interesting. The Pharisees and the, quote, teachers of the law, those who knew Jewish law very well, they saw tax collectors and sinners all gathering around Jesus to hear what he had to say. And they muttered to themselves and to one another, this man, he welcomes sinners and he eats with them. Because by Jewish law, Jews were not supposed to associate with such individuals. And in response to this, Jesus told these three parables. He doesn't speak, he kind of just looks at them and says, okay, 
let's have some story time. And so he begins with the parable of the lost sheep, and then a parable about a lost coin, and then we see this one, this parable of the lost son. Each story is about how God looks for and yearns for those who have become separated from God. In the first two, the sheep and the coin, they simply go missing, and then they're found. But this third parable is a bit different. The son isn't just lost. The parable tells how the son chooses to leave his homeland and his family. As George read, the younger son goes to his father and he says, give me my share of the estate. Now this inheritance, it would have eventually gone to him when his father passed away. But the son asked for it early. And it was both disrespectful and highly irregular for him to do that. And by doing it, he's basically, he's breaking all of his family ties and he's essentially treating his father as though he was already dead. So the son gathers his inheritance and everything that he had, and he leaves. And he sets off for a foreign and distant country, where in one translation it says that he squanders all of it on fast and loose living. And then after he's spent everything that he had, there was a severe famine in the country. And he began to be in need, it says. So, because he's in need and he has no one else to turn to because he's renounced his entire family, he attaches himself to a Gentile. And the Gentile gives him a job of feeding the pigs. Now, by Jewish law, Jews are not supposed to eat, let alone come in contact with pigs. So this just further drives home how much this lost son has become in isolation and pushed himself and led himself away from his family and everything that he knew. And then the story says he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. He was in complete poverty. All he could do was hope for what the pigs were eating. He had nothing left. He was at rock bottom. And it's in this mire of a pig pen that we see him come to his senses. It says he literally came to himself, remembering and reclaiming his identity. How often we do this ourselves. So much so that it's basically become normalized. Again and again and again, we take the fortunes that God has given to us. Our finances, our abilities, our skills, our wisdom, our education, everything that we have in our lives, our inheritance from God. And we say, thank you, God. And then we turn away and we go on our lives. Then, when we begin to be in need, whenever that might happen, that's when, when we have nothing else, we turn back to God. 
And we remember, oh, right, God, yes, you are the one who gives every good gift. I am yours, God. And we truly, we remember this again. You are my comfort. You are my hope, God. You are my home. And we come back to God, whether it's for the first time, the third time, or the 7,000th time. And I don't point this out, this cycle of exile, exiling ourselves and then returning to God. I don't point it out to make us feel guilty. Guilt by itself, it really does nothing. If anything, it's, it does the opposite. But if we are to recognize this, yes, this cycle that we find ourselves in over and over and over again, then the hope is that we will recognize it sooner and sooner each time. We can see that we have turned away from God, and before we hit rock bottom, not wait until that rock bottom moment, but turn back and return home to God that much sooner. Because the hope and the, the truth is that in the midst of this cycle of exile and return, exile and return, that we find ourselves in almost weekly, if not daily or hourly. We always, in this cycle, have the choice to come home. We might feel like, oh, I don't know, I've really screwed up this time. Or, will God really receive me back after I have left and returned and left again so many different times? Will God really believe that I am trying my very best? Next week, we finish this story of the prodigal son. And we see how the father receives the lost son. But I'll tell you the ending. Yes, the answer to all of it is yes, the father, God, will always, 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 always receive us with open arms. Each year at about this time, we begin this stewardship series. We ask you to prayerfully make a pledge or a commitment to God through BUMC. And we don't do this. I don't do this because I enjoy talking about finances or money. But I do it because your commitment to God through Brexville United Methodist Church, it helps us to create this safe space, a sanctuary and a home where people can come back to God, where we can come back to God. In a world that is polarizing and isolating, constantly pushing for us to do more and more and more so that we can feel like we're good enough for something. A world that insists that we conform to all of the competing expectations. In a world of hurt and brokenness and hate and anger and judgment and greed. In that world, we each need this safe space where we can be, where we can come back to God. Because we are each in our own sort of exile, yearning for God's abundant and unconditional love 
And thank God this is a place where we can find that. I honestly and wholeheartedly believe in this church. I, and when I say this church, I mean every single individual, every single family that makes this church who we are. Whether you have been here for two weeks or whether you have been here a lifetime, whether you've joined physically or online, I believe, I really truly believe, I'm not just saying this, that God has called us together for such a time as this. And I pray that today, in this moment, right now, we each choose to come back from our own exile. We recognize that no, we really can't do it better on our own. And I pray that we come to our senses, that we come to ourselves in Christ, remembering and reclaiming our identity as God's beloved child and choose to come back home to God. Thanks be to God for an unconditional and abundant love that always, always, always welcomes us home. Amen. And I invite the band to come up and lead us in our next song. And as they do that, I invite you here to stand as you are able as we sing together our next song. And those who are joining at home, please find a comfortable place and, and posture to worship in and let us prepare for our time of prayer together.
to a time of prayer, and I do want to um, bring attention to our beautiful altar flowers that are here this morning um, in memory and in celebration of Diana Worth. And also I want to um, pray for those who are struggling and dealing with cancer and cancer treatments and new diagnoses and old diagnoses and all that goes along with that. I think cancer is one of those things that we can each think about the way that it's impacted our lives and the people that we love. And then along with that, prayers for nurses and doctors as they are continuing to care for um, individuals and um, especially for those with COVID and just all that goes along with COVID whether it's the, um, the quarantining and it's, or it's the be getting sick and it's just all of the emotions that go along with that. It's just, we, un we know that it's not just a simple physical disease, but it, it impacts our entire being. And also, um, Nancy wants joys of thanks for our pastors and for all their spiritual guidance and wisdom on this Pastor Appreciation Day. Um, I do want to point out that there are boxes out there for the pastor. You can write a note. Um, pastor Barb is our pastor of visitation who goes around and she um, visits and calls upon those um, who are, are unable to physically come to church um, and to worship and um, those who are in nursing homes or at home and those who um, go, in, if you go into the hospital, Pastor Barb is amazing um, with uh, any type of, if we hear that there's anything going on, Pastor Barb is on the phone and she's calling you um, to, to check on you and pray with you. Um, and then also for Reverend Kathy DeCreedy, who is a deacon that's connected with our church. Um, she, deacons are bridges. Um, between the church and the world, and she does an amazing job. She's leading our 
um, our indigenous people's discussion this evening at seven o'clock. And she does an amazing job of connecting us, keeping us connected and with our feet and our hands and our hearts in the world. And so I invite you to do that as well. So let us now go to our Lord in prayer. Parent God, it was said of the prodigal son that he came to himself. Help us to wake up to ourselves. And Lord, help us to wake up to you. When we have become so reliant on ourselves that we can't see the need that gnaws so deeply in our souls, Lord, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our mouths to cry out for the help that you do not ration and the, the deliverance that you delight to offer us in joyful and generous measure. For you, God, are the one of prodigal grace. And we give you thanks for the beautiful gift of life which you give us, for the blessings of family and friends, of your abundant love apparent to us, in each moment of every day. Lead us through our suffering and our sorrow, our challenges and our struggles and moments of despair. God, lead us back to you and your abundant love. And we pray that you will be with those who weep, those who cannot sleep, and those who have no hope. May you comfort them with your love. Fill us with your peace, sustain us in your mercy, and uphold us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, turn us back to you, so that we might see your arms open and waiting to welcome us home. We pray each of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, and we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.